Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Learn how to break those decrees and rise above them. So one of the ways we can understand how to break the power of the decree is in the book of Daniel. So let us go to Daniel chapter 2. And we're going to actually look. I want to explain to you. The book of Daniel is also a book of decrees. I want you to know, beloved saints, that Daniel chapters 1 through 6 are actually historical narratives of what took place in Babylon with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. And then from Daniel chapter 7 to 12, we have the eschatological dreams. We have the prophetic dreams, the apocalyptic dreams of Daniel. So therefore, in order to interpret the book of Daniel, the way that God intends us to interpret is not just to read it like a newspaper, not just to read it so we know it happened. We never read the Bible so we know an event happened. When we read the Bible, we extract from it instruction. God has given us instruction. So you may say, what instruction could I possibly receive when I'm reading a historical narrative like Daniel? But there is, beloved saints, instruction that God has ordained for you to receive from the historical documentation of what is taking place in the book of Daniel. So we have this concept of the decree in Daniel chapter 2. We have another decree in Daniel chapter 3. We have another decree, which is a heavenly decree in Daniel chapter 4. We have another decree in Daniel chapter 5. And we have a decree against Daniel in Daniel chapter 6. So this means since the entire narrative version of the book of Daniel, speaking to us about the events that took place while Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel are in the land of Babylon. We must understand that because the book in nature is eschatological, these are types and shadows of end-time decrees that have been issued against the saints of God, but we see in the book of Daniel that they overcome every decree. I hope somebody's hearing what I'm speaking about today. So today we're going to learn how do we break the bondage of a decree for the sake of those that do not understand what the decrees are. A decree is an ungodly agreement. A decree is something that has been devised against you to cast you down from your ministry or cast you down from the place that God has ordained for your life. Do you understand what I'm talking about here, saints? If you do, say amen. So let us go, beloved saints to Daniel chapter 2. And we are just, I'm just going to read verse 1, but we're going to focus on verse 13 and verse 14. Let us look. The Bible says, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, wherewith his spirit was troubled, and his sleep broke from him. And we know that he called all the wise men of his court, 
to, to tell him the dream. First of all, we must understand that this dream left Nebuchadnezzar's memory. He could not remember the dream. And so, therefore, he called his wise men and said to his wise men, if you cannot tell me the dream, there is only one decree that will be given to you. He said that your houses and your families will be cut into pieces and that your homes will be made a dunghill. Now we see, let us go to verse 13. Verse 13 tells us, and, and the decree went forth, notice, the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and notice, they sought after Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Now I want you to understand, dear people of God, that many of the decrees of the end times have been released in the earth. But I want you to also know that there are certain decrees that have been released in the earth that are assignments against the church. They are assignments against the believers. They are assignments, assignments against God's prophets. They are assignments against assignments against ministries. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. So I want you to understand that the focus here is seeking after Daniel and his fellows. So the text is emphasizing to us that Daniel and his fellows are the ones that are sought after. When I read this the other morning, I could not understand what God was speaking to me when we are studying the book of Esther, but it began to open up to me that the decrees, one of the decrees that we must understand that has been launched against the world, that is an end time decree, is coronavirus. And we must understand that the, the world is not just under a decree, a demonic decree. But the, the purpose of the demonic decree is to destroy the church, to destroy the believer, that the execution order is after the believer. I hope somebody's understanding what I'm saying. This is why we must be able to know how to break decrees off of our lives. So let us continue in the context and we are going to see how this decree is broken. And we are going to see that there is a common denominator that we find here in the book of Daniel that we also find in the book of Esther. Go with me, please, to Daniel. Stay there and go with me to verse 16. But the key is going to be verse 17. And the Bible says, let us go to verse 15 just for a moment. Verse 15, uh, 14 says, Verse 14 says, then Daniel answered with uh, counsel uh, and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the guard, who had gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. And he answered and said to the captain, why is the decree so hasty to go forth from the king? And then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Now watch this. And Daniel went to his house. And made the thing known, the Bible says, as we continue in the context. Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. Watch the next verse. And the Bible says that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning the secret. And that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the wise men of Babylon. Now, beloved saints, I want you to understand 
Daniel himself could not break the decree. Hear the word of the Lord. Daniel was not able in his own strength to break the decree. But I want you to understand how the decree was broken. Because this decree was broken when the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. Because Daniel is going to see the entire dream of Nebuchadnezzar. And he is going to go before Nebuchadnezzar and tell Nebuchadnezzar his dream. And as a result, the wise men of Babylon are going to be saved. And so are Daniel and his companions going to be saved. But I want you to understand what is happening here. The reason that the decree was broken was not just Daniel, but the reason the decree was broken was Daniel's unity, Daniel's oneness, Daniel's oneness in the spirit with Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I want you to understand this is called Akdut in the kingdom. This is called Akdut in the Hebrew language. I hope somebody is understanding what I'm talking about today. We are coming into the times that without Octute, we are not going to be able to withstand the demonic decrees that have been issued in the world against the church. I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about. A Christian by himself is not going to be able to withstand the fiery darts and the wicked devices and the plans of the wicked one to be able to stand in what's coming forth in these end times. I hope somebody understands what we're saying. This is why coronavirus, one of the plans, one of the devices of coronavirus was to split the church up, was to break the unity up, was to break the octute up, was to break the connected connectedness up for individuals to be so long away from the house of God that they lost the connectedness with serving God together as a body. I can't get any help in here. So I want you to understand this concept of Akdut. Go with me to Esther chapter 4, and you and I will understand that the moment Esther laid her life on the line, the moment Esther made the decision not just to go before the king, it was much more than that. When Esther said, Avadati, Avadati, when she said, if I perish, I perish, she already made the decision that she was willing to lay her crown down. She already made the decision that she was willing to look like a Vashti in the eyes of the king. She already separated herself from any attachment to that crown. You know, there are a lot of girls today that say, I want to be an Esther. Oh, bring me to the Esther conference. I want to be an Esther. I want to grow up and be an Esther just like Esther. I want the favor of God. But they're not willing to pay the selfless sacrifice of being unattached to anything in this world except the will of God. And they want the, the favor Esther had, but they're not willing to pay the price Esther paid. Hello, somebody, can I get a witness? So I want us to see that Esther, when she laid her life down in verse 16 of Esther chapter 4, we find a very important key component. As soon as she made the decision to lay her life down unto the death for her people, and she really made the decision 
am I queen of Persia or am I queen in the state of, uh, am I queen that follows in the line of Benjamin? Am I queen as Saul's descendant? Which queen am I? Am I queen of Persia or am I a Jew? And I want you to understand, she made a decision. She made a decision to say, you know what? This crown, queen of Persia, is second. It's only a platform for me to get to my purpose because her purpose was to complete the crown of the house of Saul. And I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about here. There's a unity with her people that had to be established. And she and Mordecai had to be on the same page. I want you to understand, Esther was always submitted to Mordecai. She was always obedient to Mordecai. As a matter of fact, one of her spiritual secrets and one of the greatest biblical success secrets that you can understand is Esther chapter 2, verse 20, when the Bible tells us that after Esther was queen, she remained obedient to Mordecai in all things like as when she was brought up by him. So the Bible is actually bringing into focus her incredible humility and not only her humility but her um, her building of fences around her own personality that she would not fall into pride or she would not fall into selfishness or self-conceit in a palace where it was a culture of narcissism. So I want you to understand that this was Esther. But concerning the decree, they were not on the same page. Concerning going before the king at first, they were not on the same page. Because when he uh, called her to go before the king, she was reluctant. And this is a very important key component in the entire Esther, in the entire Esther narrative. That we understand it was difficult for her. And heaven ordained it to be difficult for her. Heaven ordained it that it be a difficult time. Heaven ordained it that she was not called for 30 days. This was all part of the sacrifice. This was all part of the price that God wanted her to pay. This was all part of the deliberation for destiny. You see, there are decisions that God is causing his people to make for destiny even now. I hope somebody is hearing this because God's got a call for your life. That is so great. Hallelujah. Now, beloved saints, we see that after she made this decision and after she absolutely came, came onto the same page as Mordecai because there must be unity. Akdut means same heart, same mind, oneness in spirit. It doesn't mean somebody is over here and has one idea and somebody else is over there with another idea. I want you to understand what the Bible tells us about Akdut in the New Testament. Without Akdut, the Holy Spirit could not have come on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says when they were all in one accord, in one place, that is the oneness of heart and mind. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, 
in the second chapter that they were of one accord in the 44th verse. And they came together in one heart and one mind in one accord. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4, verse 35, and the people were of one heart. They were of one mind, and neither did any consider the things that they owned their own, but they parted their goods and gave to one another. This is Akdut. Hello, somebody. This is being on the same page. This is having the same love. This is having the same compassion. This is having the same commitment. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Say this with me. Same mind, same heart, same commitment. So when Mordecai had to call Esther on it, it was such a good thing. Do you know why? Because there are times it's a really good thing that somebody who's raising us up for our destiny tells it like it is. Aren't you glad that Mordecai didn't just baby her because she was the queen of Persia? Aren't you glad that Mordecai didn't say, hey, cuz, just uh, I'm going to treat you really good and just put a word in for me. There's this uh, death decree out against our people, but hide me in the palace, okay? And just help me escape. No way. I want you to understand that the Bible tells us in Psalm 141, verse 5, that David said, let the righteous smite me, for it shall be an excellent oil to my head that shall not break me. This is what happened to Esther in Psalm 141 came alive. Now, I want you to see what she says, because immediately after laying her life down and coming on the same page as Mordecai. You see, when you're on the same page, the anointing comes forth. When there is oneness in the spirit, it reaches, the anointing reaches the highest potential of power that God ordained the anointing to operate in the earth. When we're just operating on our own in our own little world, that is great and that is wonderful. But those days are over. I want you to understand that now the body of Christ must come together in Octu. That means there needs to be a filling up of the power of God that is so strong that it's going to break the de demonic decrees of end times off the church. And this is why it's so important. Notice, as soon as Esther made that decision, there was an automatic oneness in the spirit. And she immediately shifted into the person God called her to be. You see, without the cross, don't even think you're going to make it to your destiny. Without walking the death walk and walking in the selfless walk, don't think that you're ever going to arrive at the place of destiny that God has called you to arrive. You see, Esther made the decision to not be attached to that crown. She made a decision that I'm first, I'm first a daughter of Benjamin. I'm first a daughter of King Saul. I'm first the one called to slay Amalek and to finish what God, uh, what was forfeited by my ancestor Saul in bringing down Amalek. All right, so notice this octute that takes place. 
She says, go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me and neither eat or drink three days or nights and I and my maidens will fast also. And she says, and I will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And avodity, avodity, if I perish, I perish. Now, beloved saints, I want you to understand what happens with Akdut. Because the Bible tells us how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The Bible says in Psalm 133, it is like the oil that dripped down the beard of Aaron from his head to his beard down to his garments. That means the full length and the full strength of the anointing comes forth when we're all on the same page. I hope we are understanding this message. Let's go back to Daniel. Now I want you to see. The, the decree was broken in Daniel 2. The night vision was revealed. The secret was revealed in a night vision to Daniel. Not because of Daniel, but because of the Akdut that was already established in Daniel chapter 1. Daniel and his companions were on the same page. They were dedicated unto the death. They already knew we're not attached to these positions in Babylon. And if, if anybody thinks for five minutes, we're going to compromise our faith to keep our position. You got another thought coming, child. Because that's the way we see it in the book of Daniel. We see that Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not participate in the portion of the king's meat in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 that he would not defile himself but also his companions did not defile themselves and they stood in eye to eye hand to hand in this regard now I want you to see in Daniel chapter 3 we're going to have another decree this is a decree that Nebuchadnezzar set up notice dear people of God that in verse, the last verse of Daniel 2, Daniel is promoted to a great position, but he requests that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego also come in to this promotion. Now, I want to show you something about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There are beloved saints. I want you to know that some of us are being put in a fiery furnace. It may not be a furnace made of literal fire, but there are some of you that have gone into the fire. And I want you to know the supernatural secret of surviving in the fire that God has put in his word. I want you to first of all see that the Bible never refers to Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego by themselves. You will always see the three connected. You will never see, and Azariah said, or Shadrach said. You will never see, and Abednego said. No, it is always Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the same verse. Why? Because the Bible is showing us that there was unbelievable unity between the three. There was akdut between the three. You see, God is bringing us to a place 
that we are going to have to know how to pray. And we're going to have to have prayer partners and people that we walk with that are on the same page we're on. It's wonderful to join prayers with somebody that says, please pray for my garden. I need my flowers to grow. That's great, and that's wonderful, and we will pray for those things. Or for someone that says, please pray. You know, I'm having a really difficult time. I don't know what color my car should be. You know, but the days are coming now. The days are coming now that you're going to have to be in agreement, not with someone who's back in the 90s. You're going to have to be in a prophetic agreement with those that are walking the same walk you're walking. Agreement comes with walking on the same page, with walking with the same dedication, walking with the same consecration, walking eye to eye, hand in hand. Are you with me? And if you are, say amen. So we see, beloved saints, in Daniel chapter 3, that now a, an image is set up in the plain of Dura, and there's a decree that is made. The decree is made that whosoever does not fall down and worship the golden image at the time the music plays is going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And we see that when the persons that put together um, helped orchestrate and put together an accusation against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just the same way, the accusation came against Daniel. That was when a decree was written. We see that they came to Nebuchadnezzar, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had one answer. Notice we don't have Shadrach on one page saying, I I'm not sure, I don't want to go in that fire. And we don't have Meshach saying, you know, I really got to, I really got to put the God called me here to be the province, the director over this land. And I have a responsibility here in Babylon because I'm now the director of the affairs, of the affairs in Babylon. And I really need to be faithful to my position. So I'm just going to bow down for protocol purposes. I'm preaching to somebody. He didn't say that. We don't have anybody. Not one of the three. They're all on the same page. And this is why when you are in agreement, and let me just tell you, this is why it's a rare thing. When there are brethren and sisters in the body of Christ, God wants to restore the agape back in the church. God wants to restore the phileos back in the church. He wants us to be affectioned one to another. We cannot be in agreement just because it's a click. A click is not a godly agreement. People wonder why their clicks have no power. They're just praying with the same people all the time, the same prayer. And they have no idea what it is to break a demonic decree. They're praying with them because they like the way they pray. Or they're praying with them because they like the things they like. 
or they're praying with them because there's some kind of secular common ground that they're praying with. But now we're coming to the time that we have to be with the same dedication, the same consecration, the same belief, the same dedication, and the same understanding of evil that we will not receive what the enemy wants to put upon us. And so, beloved saints, they went into that fiery furnace and they emerged out of that fiery furnace without any singe touching them. You see signs of the supernatural. If you notice in Daniel 2, signs of the supernatural because they got together and prayed, that's when the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Signs of the supernatural. They came forth out of that fiery furnace as a witness to the God of Israel, knowing that the God of Israel, hallelujah, kept them in the fiery furnace. I hope somebody understands what we're talking about today. So as we approach the end times, God, and as we approach Purim, and we begin to really enter in to what God is going to bring to us this Purim, this Purim, I believe there's going to be decrees destroyed. This Purim, I believe there's going to be decrees written. There's already been decrees issued concerning rulers in the earth. You see, the Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 4 that a decree came forth for Nebuchadnezzar. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, he sets up kingdoms and makes men ruler over kingdoms. So we have to understand what's going on because things are topsy-turvy. Things are turning around. Things are not like they used to be. This is why God is bringing his people into a realm of warfare that we've never been before so that we might be supernaturally protected in this time. I want you to know that every time there was a demonic decree issued against Daniel, Daniel and his companions, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they came forth with supernatural victory. And that is the victory God has ordained for the church in these end times, stand to your feet. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. 
We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.